Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today we have Twa Doherty. She is a bi coastal wedding photographer based in New York and Los Angeles. And today we are going to talk about dating, relationships, and marriage because we're both married. Twa has been married for a long time 20 years, 12, but oh, together, good together. 19. I mean, that's a long yeah. time to be with someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Twa gives great advice. And I just, I love you because. You're married, you're a mom of two young kids, but you, like, you're fun. You travel the world. So I met Twa at a conference in Ireland, and then we went to Italy, Italy. and then Aspen, and you're, oh, oh, and Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Oh, my God. How lucky are we that we live a life like this? So she gives fantastic advice, and she's living a life where she feels very fulfilled as herself, taking care of herself, while also showing up at home as a wife, as a mom. So I am so excited to have you on to talk about marriage, but also what we've learned along the way so far, what we've learned so far. Real shit. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> Not the sunshine and rainbows, like everything's perfect, the Christmas cards, but like the real deal. Or the Instagram posts. Or the Instagram posts. I would choose no one but you for the rest of my life. You're perfect in everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So first, we, let's talk dating because we have a, a lot of friends who are single yes. and sometimes come to us for advice. And we were talking about list, like making a list. A lot of you might have heard the piece of advice to make a list, which is fantastic for clarity. However, there is a way to approach making a list. I think that is helpful and that won't work against you because sometimes I think it can work against you if you, well, we're going to get into it right now. So so with some of your friends who have made a list, what are some of the things that you have seen that you think like don't work well when looking for a life partner? With my single girlfriends, I always ask, what are you looking for? And a lot of times they say, Oh, he has to be at least 6'1", you know, fun, likes to travel, blah, blah, blah. Great. And I always ask, but how about character? What kind of character are you looking for? You know, funny. And and I'm thinking, that's a character trait. But I'm talking quality, integrity. And oftentimes my girlfriends are like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by character? You mean like funny or likes to travel. I'm like, those aren't character. Those are lifestyle traits. Yeah. For me, when I first started dating, well, not first, that's not true. I've been dating a lot. <laughs> Actually, that's the whole a point. <laughs> you need to date a lot. You need yes. to meet a lot of different you people. Learn. And you need to know what works for you, what doesn't. And over the years, since I was very young, I have started to put together a list. And I And here's another thought too. You can't put together this list unless you start knowing yourself. And the only way you can start knowing yourself if you just get into relationships, because that's the revealer of truth. That reveals who you really are when you're with someone. People say, I need to go and be alone and figure myself out. You're going to figure yourself out. <laughs> the only way you're going to do it is when someone reveals the truth to you. And if you it's can true. receive it. Yes. So with that, then you can start developing the list that works for you. And lists can be very, um, what's the word, malleable, adaptable. Yes. It needs to be. Yes. Right? But there's a core. So for me, when I was really ready to kind of settle down, even though when I met my husband, I wasn't looking for anyone, which is kind of funny. It wasn't always the case. I had a list of five requirements 
that they needed to meet in order for me to even consider going on a date with them. Okay. Like I was at that place. You know, okay. I, I was older. I was, well, 25. I mean, fuck. <laughs> well, looking back, now, it's always like I that. Know. Like what it's was like, the rush? Yeah, yeah. Because oh I remember on my 25th birthday, my mom said, you know, in her cute Asian accent, oh, you're going to be old maid. You're 25. You had no boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... um I'm like, mom, it's New York City. I'm still young, you know? But also at the time, I had went through a year-long depression, and I had just gotten out of it. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to just kind of come into the world again. And um, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. What, can I ask what caused the depression? Did I really, yeah, no, good question. I think it was where I was in life and how I was living it wasn't congruent with what my soul needed. Uh, and I was in this space with this community that, wasn't serving me anymore. Okay. Um, and I think once I broke out of that community was when I was really able to flourish and find the adult self of me. You know, it was a community that I found when I was in my early 20s and it served its purpose. You know, it gave me the structure that in the, the structure in the community and probably saved me from, you know, <laughs> some hot messes that could happen in New York City when you're a young 20-year-old. But it served the purpose. But then, like adaptability and being malleable, it's time to move on. And once I went off onto my own and kind of created a breather, it, it just kind of naturally dissipated. So, some t you know, again, you know, mental health, I can't speak to it you know, because I, I'm not well-versed in it, so I don't want to go into mm -hmm. that whole aspect. But I did experience deep depression. It was hard to get out of bed, you know, okay. but I was mentally healthy enough to be able to process myself. Mm -hmm. Anyways, out of that, I'm like, all right, in order, I already, I know who I am, you know, my 25-year-old self anyways, mm -hmm. and these are my list, the five requirements I need to have in order for me to go on a date with someone. And this is based on me really having a good grounded sense of who I am. Okay. So these are non-negotiable. Yes. Okay. But I didn't approach it that way okay. at the time. Okay. I only realize it now, later in life, through my marriage, every time I go back, it's still those, it's still uh, those requirements. But that's okay. how much I really did do the work on myself and really understand myself. So the first was definitely loyalty. And the reason why I needed loyalty was because loyalty for me is someone who is grounded and doesn't need to explore beyond what they have and know. And why do I need that? Because I am the opposite. Not that I'm not a loyal person, because I really am, but I am an adventurer. I need to explore. I'm the curiosity kills the cat type person where I'm like, I might die, but let's go find out, you know, type. And uh, I just needed someone who, if I was going to be with them, that they're all in on me and that I won't ever have to question. So that was one. And so when the night that I met my husband, he was like, you see all these guys here? I've been friends with them since kindergarten, second grade soccer. And I was like, okay, that's a sign of loyalty. Yes. All right, check. Another one is old-fashioned chivalry. Now, people think old-fashioned chivalry is opening up the doors, which, yes, absolutely, you know, but there's a masculine and feminine role that happens, whether, no matter what gender you are. And I operate in the feminine role, and I wanted someone who operated heavily in the masculine role. And what that means is they're the protector. They're the logical 
uh, reasonable, practical. And, you know, there's an aggression there. For me, you know, that makes me feel secure, you know, in the sense of, oh, if something went down, it's his instinct to protect me. But that goes back to the old-fashioned chivalry and the sense of respect for women. And so that night, he was like, before we get too drunk, put your number in my phone because I want to take you out on a proper dinner date. And I was like, Chet, eh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was the only kind of date I would go on. <laughs> Clear intentions is refreshing. Yes. I want to take you out on a yes. date. If I were to give one dating advice to all single women, do not chase. You do not need to chase. You never will have to question if he's into you. If you're finding yourself making up excuses on, well, maybe I called too late. Maybe if I, it's like, no, no. You never have to chase. He will make it very clear. Yeah. I don't care what gender. If someone's into you, they will make it clear. Yeah. You will know. You will know. So that was two. What was the third? Street cred. What do I mean by street cred? You know, it's so funny because I, make, I, make, I made this list back then and I didn't really understood it so much. I just, it was something like in the core of me. Like at the time I defined it as, oh, he's got to be tough. I got to feel safe walking down the street. But it was a little more than that. As we grew together. I realized street cred for me is someone who didn't grow up privileged emotionally, who had a little real life experience. Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> who experienced real. Even if you grew up privileged, you know, everyone experienced pain. Yeah. But like at a level that's a little more dirty. Grit. You know, like grit. Like you really had to survive. You know, I grew up in a bubble. But I had my own, you know, fucked up family stuff, you know, with my biological dad. And I just felt I couldn't be with someone who couldn't understand that, who grew up, like, protected. And it's like, who doesn't understand? Like, there's, like, fucked up shit that can happen. And the scars that you have to kind of grow through. Okay. So maybe that can feel that pain? Like, understand that pain? Um... Is that what Maybe that means? Maybe have experienced more than just a cushy bubble. Okay. It's hard to explain, but now that it, – and it's, it was something that – it wasn't anything that he did. It was his presence okay. and the way he carried himself that showed me, okay, this guy understands something more. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. That reminds me. Yes. So when I met him that night, first of all, it was in a club. At the time, it was like the hottest club in New York City. It was called Show – um, it was a burlesque theme club that had these beautiful hot women swinging from the roof, you know, in their burlesque outfits. And there was a stage, you know, because the theme is show. <laughs> and the stage was the VIP section. And, you know, I think bottle service was like minimum 5000 just to have that stage. And so that night, I remember my girlfriend was like, first of all, she was like, let's go out. I'm like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to meet anyone. No one's going to be out. It was like the weekend of the New York City, the whole Eastern Seaboard blackout. So it was 2003. And I was like, no one's going to be out. I can't. So I like wore these like raver bell-bottom jeans, this like cheap Forever 21 cotton mm -hmm. tube top, had my California curly hair dyed really bad. Just, you know, me, 25-year-old. Yeah. 25 -year -old <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting on the edge of the stage and I saw these guys walk in. I'm like, hmm, they look fun. We're hanging out with them tonight. And of course, they come right onto the stage and one of his friends uh, asked us, like, hey, do you ladies want to join us? We're like, yeah. And I remember like looking around the room and like 
looking at all of them like player, player, player. And I see him sitting on the couch and I'm thinking, oh, there's like something about him, kindness in his eyes. Mm. I'm going to go ask him to dance. So I'm like, come on. And he, and I'm like, let's dance. And he's like, oh, man, I ate so much. For, we just went out to like a going away dinner because one of his friends was going away for like, you know, bas- or a bas- he plays professional basketball. He's like, but I'm not losing this opportunity to dance with you. I'm like, that's right. That's right, brother. You better be dancing with me or, you know. <laughs> and he's like Long Island. So he's like, how you doing? I was like, really? <laughs> that's what you're saying. Wait, Tim, does he still have his accent? I don't Only when he's around. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when he's drunk too, probably, right? Yeah, no? Like, yeah, when he's around just friends, it comes okay. out a little okay. bit. Yeah. But it was funny, so I make fun of him about that, but it was cute. I remember as I'm dancing with him, I'm like, I'm like, just tell him the most craziest, obscure thing. See, see how he takes it, like about you. So I told him something that was, you know, a pretty big deal in my life that was, you know, like it could most people be like, oh, okay, what the fuck? Like too much. And he was like, oh, hold on, hold on. Pulled me aside to the corner and was like, tell me more. My friend is going through this and I want to understand it. And you just went through this. What, you know, can, tell me about it. I'm like, all right. You know, like that says something, right? You know, in the street cred department of like him. Because his approach was, I wanted to protect my friend. I don't like what my friend's doing, mm. you know, and um, I want to understand. So you tell me your, you know, I'm like, all right, that's there's that's street cred to me, you know. I didn't know, like, the level of street cred I was getting into with him because he's, like, he's a gangster. No, not real life, but he's lived. He'll he'll throw down. I know in this modern <laughs> age, violence is not okay, but sometimes, if you got to punch a brother, you got to punch a brother. Sorry. that's I'm old school. I mean, it's, I think about that sometimes, like, you're never in control of what happens, right? No. And yes, ideally, we would all like to be we kind or whatever. Violence. But what happens if if, if you are if confronted with that you're, and you're yes. raising your kids to be like, no, just choose kindness? I'm like, you know, you can protect yourself yes. and like punch them back. 100%. <laughs> and I know a lot of people teach that to their kids and they ain't going to admit it, but we all teach it. You I know, think it's, so. It's, I don't, it's like, don't throw the first punch, but if you think you're going to you, get hurt. You can protect yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Mama, show you how to do an arm bar. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Anyways, all right, so that's three. The other one was, you know, the lighter side is funny. He has to make me laugh. And I think what that means is we have to be in, in sync with how we look at life, be able to laugh at the same things. And till this day, he still makes me laugh, yeah, like belly aching laugh. Like we'll we'll do like a six hour road trip in the car. We drove across America in the middle of a pandemic in an RV, and like laughed the whole time. Didn't fight except for one incident, which is hilarious that we laugh at now. <laughs> do you want to hear? It? I mean, it's pretty good to if you said like we didn't fight at all, that yeah. would be like a miracle. Like to be with someone in a vehicle cross yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think also with the pandemic, right? You were home, and it revealed. It reminded me during the pandemic, like, I like this guy. I like hanging out with him. We have fun Good. together. Yeah. And sometimes you forget because you're so busy and you're in your life and he's in his life. And yeah. then we have our kid life. So I think the RV trip was kind of like the solidifying, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're good partners. I think that's really important to enjoy. I think that's the difference. Usually the relationships I see that are thriving the couple genuinely like like each other. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, we are completely opposite. 
And if anyone knows, if you're dating someone who's the complete opposite from you, it is hard fucking work to find that middle ground. And I did not know what that meant. Pre-kids, I'm like, I don't know what people are talking about. Marriage is hard work. It's not hard work. There's something there. Now I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And when you put in the work, it's incredible. Like, it's worth it. It's incredible where we are right now. Well, and that's the truth. <laughs> it does take work, which I love that you're talking about because you have to be intentional with it, right? Because if you're not, life happens over time. It's so easy to like do you, he's doing him. And if you're not intentional about it, and you've always been really good since I've known you about being intentional and working on your marriage, which we can talk about later. Yes. But let's get through because I think you're on number four. Four, right now. yeah. So number five. <laughs> I cannot remember. I can never always remember. I can't remember number five. It'll come to you. It'll me. come to you. You can, it, when it... When it comes, oh, yeah. Then we you, about, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. So, okay, so the, you had five things that were like your core values mm -hmm. or things that were... In a deemed, person that I... Yeah, deemed like kind of like non-negotiable, like my person, this is what yeah. I want. And I'm sure there's other things on your list too, but it's more the fun stuff or yes. maybe it would be negotiable. Right. Correct. What are some of those things like the, the negotiable the, the fun, things? Or like the, the fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the funny part. So when I first met him, we were in a club and it was really loud. And, you know, I'm like, oh, so what do you do? And all I heard was securities. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, he's a security guard. It's like, I want a nice dinner. But you know what? He has all the five character traits. I'm going to be open to it. I'm going to still go out with he him. He was a security guard when you met him? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then on our first date, I'm like, so what do you do? Because, you know, it's a club. I couldn't hear. And then uh, on our first date, I'm like, so what do you do again? Information securities. Oh, oh you good <laughs> thing. That was negotiable. You do get, you do have money. Okay. No, no. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, it wasn't about money. I wasn't after dating a rich guy because I know the territory that comes with, too. Yes. It was yeah. just, can you, like, you know, like, can we do nice things together? Can we travel? Yeah, yeah. You know, or and am I going to be fronting the bill? Absolutely. No, I don't want to front all the bill. I'm okay with fronting some of the bill, but, you know, can you carry your side? But yeah, there's nothing wrong with money is the core value. Yeah. I think how you view money, yes. like I like money because it gives you options and freedom I, and freedom, yes. you know, so I want the other person to view it yes. in a certain way. Yes. Not necessarily that they had to have a ton of money at the time that we met, but that it was important to them and they wanted to work towards that was the most important yes. thing. Yes. Some people don't care. They're very, uh, they don't care well, to travel yeah. or different, different, different outlook. Men, it's just a different, different outlook, outlook, which is fine. Yes. But I do think. I needed Seeing to, money, yeah. valuing money in a similar way really helps. Yes. And when I met Tim, I was being pursued by a few other guys, you know, that I'm like, eh, you know, like they keep calling. I don't know. One of it was a super wealthy Upper East Side, at the time I felt like kid, right, who grew up with a nanny, had, dad had lots of money. And when I met him, he kept saying, oh, you know, my dad's so-and-so. And, you know, I'm like, and? Like, what about you? Yeah. You know, and so I wasn't interested in that. So yeah, if you were seeking money and comfort, sure, that would have been a route. But I'm like, I could already see it. I could already see that my future with him. I'm like, I don't know. It was just a character thing. I was just turned off by the lack of character. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't care about your money. I'll yeah. make my own money. Thanks. Yeah. And it's probably the the grit too. Yes. It, it sounds yeah. like the way he, that he, he lacked he that was, street yeah. cred because yeah. he didn't understand what it meant to hustle. And, and, and that's not fair. You know, he's, 
it's just 25 year old, yeah, it's, you know, 25 year old. So it's different, different, different outlook. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I can't believe you're making me sit on this side and showing my bad side. This is my Paul side. wanted to sit on this side. I said, no, because for <laughs> consistency, I'm always on this side. So you can, you can talk like this. I could talk like <laughs> you look great. She Thank always you. is dressed to the nines. Even when we're on a flight, which to me a flight is like the most painful thing. So I literally look like shit. Like I I don't give a crap because I'm so tired. She will have a full face of makeup on for like a red eye flight, mascara and everything. And I'm <laughs> like I'm so impressed because for me it looks like so painful. But it's nice to it is when you and look nice matching and, coordinated outfits. Yes. Yeah, you always look so put together. I'm I think I'm like my dad where like comfort's just really important to me and I'm like I think I'm a little rebellious too because my mom would want me to always look put together. She's like, you look like a bum. Da -da. And so now I'm just like, no, that this is me. Yes. So it's kind of yeah. it's kind of from that. But there I think you, you always look great. Thank you. With your stiletto heels and all put together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Going back to the list. The thing with the list is I think it's good to – I mean, you're allowed to put whatever you want on it, right? Everyone wants different things, but really to know which are the ones that are truly important and which are truly non-negotiable because some people will think that, like, height – this is non-negotiable. I'm just not attracted to it. You know, I'm like, is it, though? Like, is it? Like, I get your preference because everyone has preferences, but is that really a deal breaker? Can you be a little fluid on that? Like – Focus more on your core values, how you want to feel too. And a lot of times it's like, you know, we think we know, like I, this is going to make me happy. But sometimes you might be surprised at what you didn't know that you needed. Like a person yes. might show up in front of you and it's like, oh, he's not typically my type or what I thought, but I feel really good when I'm with him. I feel like I'd be myself. And then you can kind of go like an analyze, but not going down the list before like checking. Like, I think that's. When it causes you to not be present in dating is when it's not a good idea, right? So to not be too rigid, which is what you were saying with it. I think it's good to have for clarity, especially I think if you lack boundaries or you can be swayed by things like charm or really strong chemistry, which we all can, right? But if you have things on your list, like the core values, for example, mine was integrity. If someone showed that they did not have integrity, that was a clear signal like this isn't going to work no matter how great everything is for a long-term relationship this does not work so I dated a lot more efficiently and just had that clarity instead of being like oh I don't know though but no no integrity you know it, it makes it a lot easier yes, yes I'm gonna go back to what you said about how you feel I feel like that comment can be misinterpreted by people who are not self-aware or haven't done the work. Yes. Because that's a good point. Sometimes you fall into the same cycle yeah. because that feeling is, is familiar, familiar and that familiar yeah. feeling is not healthy. Correct. Um, because I was very aware of what I needed. Sometimes the things, the requirements early in, in my dating life with Tim, you know, he never said, I loved you. He had a hard time with that. He didn't grow up with that in his family. You know, he, he had a lot of his things that happened that make sense why that's just, it's not a safe thing to say. And I remember a girlfriend was like, 
you guys have been together for six months. What do you mean he doesn't tell you he loves you? So that's another thing, ladies. Be careful, or not ladies, anyone. Be careful with your single girlfriend's advice. Take advice from people who are where you want to be because they actually have the result that you want. A little more of a roadmap because a lot of times people want you to be in the pit with them. And so they're trying to teach you their mindset and they're in the pit because of that mindset. Yeah. So you want to see the result. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, multiple friends said, what do he, you know, even after a year, it's been a year, two years and he still hasn't said, I love you. And I said, I'm okay with that because I know how he shows his love. Love language, that's another topic alone because he serves Mm -hmm. things. I remember when I first started dating him, he said he would never do for a girl. I'm like, Okay, brother's doing that for me. So obviously he's willing to go beyond his own rules. You know, he said, I don't chase women. And I was like, okay, he pursued me. And I there was no question. And he was very upfront about it. He goes, I don't want to play games. It's like, I really want to be with you. Um, you know, I I just want to, you know, it's like, I'm just being upfront about it. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, all right. You know, even like I took my rule a little too far with okay. the not chasing for a okay. whole month. I, I was like, if he wants to hang out with me, he's going to call me. I'm not calling him. And um, and he did every time, you know, every day. And then it, a month later, he was like, I feel like if I don't call you, I wouldn't hear from you. And I would like to know it's reciprocal. And I was like, all right, damn brother, you got me. All right, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not recommending that. But I just knew, like I knew the relationship we had. It felt that was my fifth. I remember now okay. my fifth rule, and I always forget it, and I don't know why. I needed to feel at home with whoever I was with, and what does that mean? They're going to accept me for who I am. I could just be myself, and the best part is, I feel like sometimes my in my ugliest moment, in my most shameful moment, he still sees the best in me, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a jerk, blah blah. He goes, I still love you, pup. <laughs> and I totally felt that immediately when I met him. You know, I saw it in his eyes. To this day, he's he's legit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, back to feelings. Okay. You know, when girlfriends would kind of give me a hard time for him not saying I love you, I'm like, I know. He, sh- he shows me how he loves me in his way. Mm. And that's important. You have to understand how do they show up. Yeah. And how they love you. Because if you have have in your head how you want them to, and maybe that's negotiable, not negotiable. Maybe you want to be loved in a certain way. Like for me, my language of love is words of affirmation. He sucks at that. (laughs) He's gotten a lot better. I love you. Yeah. But that was for me, because when I hear words of affirmation, I mean the feelings, the butterfly. I could I'm on air for a month when he he compliments me or um, gives me, you know, recognizes me verbally. I mean, I'm floating on air for a month, but oftentimes he doesn't because that's not in his wheelhouse. That's not how he operates. That's not how he shows love. So that was a compromise. And when I say, you know, feelings, it doesn't, you know, it's it's like, ah, uh, that's like that one area that I wish, but guess what? I've got plenty of friends, plenty of where I do get that from. My job gives me that. My clients give me that. Um, so it's being able to recognize what are you willing to compromise on. So so if I were to go on feelings, I would have to say the first 
you know, few years of our dating, like we had like exciting butterfly, fun, lovey moments. But there was a lot of times when I'm like, gosh, you know, like I wish I had more of that. I, I don't know how to explain butterfly feelings. I mean, we, I remember, you know, one of my favorite memories of us is we were in my apartment, you know, on 12th street in the East village and we never left the bed. We like stayed in, we did, we ordered delivery. We're like, let's, yeah, it was like, and we just talked all day. And another time was us walking the beach for miles and just talking and discovering how we were similar and how we were different. And, you know, it was like a calm, steady, safe, joyful feeling, not this butterfly shaky, you know, and I did, don't get me wrong. I did question sometimes where I'm like, why don't I have that overly, you know, excited because it was more up in here in our heads that we were connecting first, Yeah, you know, and I think we're now like, it's kind of cool to see the work we put in where now we do, I feel I have that butterfly feeling when I see him, That's you know. That's like and a slow burn. It's like a slow build, burn, which yes. I think is way healthier, especially for long term. Yes. I think calm, like your nervous system is calm, that underlying yes. calm is a good sign because yes. the butterflies, I don't think if it if they're like out of this world, I actually don't think it's a healthy thing. Like your nervous system yes. is actually yes. like out of control, Yeah, you know, and, I mean, it, and it could be either anxiety or whatever. So I don't think that's a good thing to gauge whether a relationship yes. is yes. good long-term yes. for you. Having it, it's great. It's nothing wrong with it. But yes, don't use that as a gauge. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, when I knew he was about to come over, like I'd have that excited butterfly feeling because I'm just excited to, you know, this is new. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, but being with him, yeah. you know, it was a different yes. energy. Yeah. I yeah. love that calm. Actually experiencing that, it, it is funny experiencing it. And when you said you were questioning, because I had the same exact feelings with Pete sometimes. I'm like, shouldn't I be more like, you know, like that roller coaster ride, yes. right? Like, yes. or in the movies, right? Like the fireworks, yes. like, shouldn't I be feeling that more? But it's different. It's that feeling of home. I'm going to be honest though. I do owe it to him to keep that calm. Because if it was up to me, I'd be like, let's, you know, move in tomorrow and let's just see where it goes. I loved that he was my temper. He kept the temper. Temp, temp, not temper. Tempo. He kept the tempo. He kept the tempo. Yeah, he balanced. was the one that, one more you know, balance. paced us. Mm-hmm. And I'm great. And I knew that. I needed that because I know myself. I am all heart, all feelings, all in. And I needed someone like him to ground me, to keep the tempo even. It's great because yeah. there is, there really is no rush. I, I think there's no rush for, for people who really want to rush. I'm like, if you know you're going to be with this person, there is, it takes a long time to get to know someone, like enjoy yes. your time with them. Yes. But there's no need to do it. There's nothing wrong with it either. I, I have some friends who have been married decades and they got engaged like within a month. I'm like, it's, it's very lucky yeah. too, you know, but. Or sometimes, you know, you know what, sometimes where you are in life matches just right. And it makes sense. I think where I was in life and where he was in life was still two different places. Because I remember around 27, 28, you know, I met him at 25 and we pretty much started dating. I remember him saying, you know, I do eventually want to get married. I just don't think I am the man I need to be to be a good husband yet. 
What did he want to work on? I think he had his, you know, without giving away too much, you know, he had his fear of becoming, you know, like his dad. Okay. And I don't think he knew what to do with that and didn't have the tools or. That's pretty self-aware. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's also good because I think during the, the time, we never lived together, by the way, the whole time we were dating up until he asked me to move in right before he proposed. So for seven years of dating, we never lived together. I had my own place. He had his own place, which I kind of really am glad that happened because what it did was it forced me to build my own community outside of him because that community that I built is still here today that still shows up and is still there for me when I need them when things go south yes. <laughs> in the marriage in the relationship Hel- you know. have a healthy friend circle this is really important because some people I think women more than men sometimes you know after they get married or find their partner they don't nurture their friendships anymore yes it's not healthy. And people have very strong feelings about this. I've had people say in the comments, like, I don't need friends or whatever. But I'm like, is is that healthy, though? I mean, to each their own. If you don't want friends, that's fine. I always feel like if you have a loyal, like, support network, there's nothing negative about that. We're humans. We're, we're relational beings. Yeah. You can't exist alone. Survival-wise, emotionally, physically, we're made to be together in a community. I truly believe that. Yeah. Hence why Same. why is why is it torture when you're in jail to be put in solitary, solitary confinement? Yeah. It's the mental torture, no relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the couples I see that I feel like are model couples who are thriving, they all have a really healthy community. Yes. I think that's really yes. important. I mean, you've had friendships for a really long time too then. Yeah. Your old girlfriends and mm-hmm. then up until now, that's still your core group of friends. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah. And and I think also like the last 12 years in our industry, yeah. I've built some legit friends in my industry, in our industry. Yeah. Like I am so grateful for our industry. You know, like you have a bunch of feely people like us. Feely people <laughs> who are adventurous. Yes. They like to travel. Yes. It like sets your soul on yes. fire, right? Yes. Well, I think it's because one person also can't give you everything no. either. We're not built like that. No. And so having other people like... Our husbands aren't going to get us the way that our girlfriends get us. Like that that expectation is like crazy. We're talking on um I just went on a trip with some other friends about our partners not wanting to take pictures for us for Instagram and <laughs> and all that cuz they they're just not into it, right? But we are. We are so we help each other take photos and that's fine. And I know a lot of couples who they they fight about that, right? And unless your partner is in the same industry or an influencer too or He's a photographer. You know, that it's fine that they're not on it. It's probably a reason why you really love them too, right? There's always like the flip side. I actually love that Pete's not into it. Like, have you ever – oh, wait, th- it w- this would have been before social media. But like I was going to ask, have you ever dated a guy who was the influencer who was like, can you take pictures of me all the time? Like, how do you think that – how <laughs> your eyes, like, how would that feel? Like, I don't think I would do well with that. Um, and it, it's just different for everyone, but yeah, I, um, it's like dating yourself. It's like, date there's no room for two of us <laughs> here. Like that. No, no. I've seen those type of guys and I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. But when we're together with our friends, we all have the same desire. Like, Oh, let's get some content. I don't even have to ask you and you're already like, you got it. And it's a yes. phenomenal 
photo or content. I'm like, thank you. It's so I refreshing. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that, that's a reminder to nurture your friendships. Um, how about after having kids? Because I know it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. especially when they're young. Was there a period of time where you weren't talking to your friends as much during that transition? Actually, that's when I talked to them the most. Good. That's when I needed them the most. Good for you. Yes, because, so that's another thing, right? I did not learn how, we did not learn how to fight well until way after kids. Because before kids, we didn't, we just got along. We didn't fight a lot. And, you know, I'm kind of easygoing with, you know, like I'm not picky about little things. I can let things go. At least I think so. That's my interpretation of myself. I don't know. Someone else might not think that. But so we didn't really fight a lot. And then, you know, when you have kids, hormones, lack of sleep, new territory in the sense of there's this human that you're trying to keep alive, you know, parent anxiety, having children also brings up your own personal triggers and and, and fears. It was tough. It was tough for us. Um, I, I can't imagine because you just gave me the piece of advice, which because I told you I just came back from a trip and Pete was picking me up from LAX and our dog was in the back seat and he started rolling up the window, like almost like clipping the dog's like neck. And I just scream like, stop. And the thing is, it's happened. Things like that have happened multiple times. That's the thing when you've been with someone for a while and those little things stack up, you know, you're, you just get really on edge. And I'm like, again, and it was just like, I just came back. And of course, I, I would have loved to like be pleasant. And that was the first thing I said, it was like yelling. And, and we actually kind of got in a fight about it. And I felt bad, but I was like, oh my gosh. And you said, you know what? This is a glimpse into before you have kids. If you guys decide to have kids, you need to iron these things out of how you how you deal with it. And it's not just him. It's me. I need to learn how to communicate better too. And that's what I've thought about with kids. I've been like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine the self-awareness and the work that it would take when you have those disagreements or when they do something mm-hmm. that you really don't like. Mm-hmm. And Woo! you... And- <laughs> You'll be surprised how you might, you and Pete might not have the same approach to parenting and the same approach to. I can, um, I can see it. Yeah, yeah I can see. And it. I think you know we talked about this. How it's you, we we think it's obvious, but it's not to the other person because their brains are wired differently than ours. And marriage and kids and working on ourselves, it's a 50-50, right? Like you have to do 100% of that 50 and you meet them. You do 100%, you're you're meeting them in the middle. They need to do the 100% to meet you in the middle. And that's the 50-50, right? And I thought, you know, before we started doing the work together, that he's all, it's all him, blah, blah, blah. And as I started doing the work on myself and then we started doing the work together, I did not realize certain things that I was doing triggered him. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't communicate that because he, maybe he wasn't aware of it too. And then he would respond in a certain way and then it would just escalate. And then it just becomes this power struggle. As we did the work and we talked it out and like the light bulb went out, I'm like, oh my fucking God, I did not know that's how he thought. This whole time we've been, you know, at this point, you know, however many years, 15 or whatever, Wait, so that came out in counseling or therapy? Yeah, yeah. How did it come out? Because you said he never communicated before. So was it like the therapist said it in a certain way where he 
got um, clarity of how he felt about it and then can communicate it? He, you know, he would say, well, when you do this, this is what I'm thinking. Oh. And I was like, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know that. I did not know that. Aware of it now. But okay. then another thing too, people also think, well, I told him once and he, he understood it. So now we should change forever. Uh-uh. It's training. It's practice. You can get something in your head and then you forget because you go back to your old ways and then you think they should just get it. No, you've been operating this way for your whole life. They haven't. They, you need to give them time to catch up. It's always like similar to, I always equate this to like, you know, if you were a child and you knew you've been gay your whole life and you finally came out and then your parents freak out because they haven't had a moment to process it yet. It's like, yeah, give them time to catch up. Yeah, because you've you known know, for a long you've time. You've known for a long You've processed it. They haven't, you know. Same here as well in relationships. I mean, it's relationships, whether it's coming out or, yes. you know. Um, so, yeah, it was an eye-opener for me where I'm like, damn, I'm an asshole too. <laughs> that self-responsibility. Yes. It's, I mean, it's easy to go default into blaming. Like, they're not doing of course. this. Oh, my God. That's what know, I, yeah. It, it's I very that all the time. Yeah, it's, it, it's, like, it's like, how about you? What's your, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's really your 50% or your 100% of your 50%. Yes. What am I doing here? Yes. How can I communicate yes. better? Where? And the self, oh, sorry, I keep oh, interrupting. Oh, no, that's fine. No, no, no. I, like, I was going to say, how am I being an asshole? <laughs> whenever, that was, I always remember I was at this seminar and they were saying, um, whenever you want to point fingers, like, go like this. Then look or, at yourself. Or like first. the three that points back. At oh yeah, you. yeah. Yes. I'm still gonna pull the trigger at you. But yeah. All right, fine. But really, to take that self responsibility here. Yeah. You know, you you are not perfect. Yes. And you know, talking about self awareness, we always talk about self awareness, us. But oftentimes, we're not aware of what our partners mind, and even though we think we know them, we don't really know them. Correct. I'm still learning every day. Forever. It's a forever thing to stay. It just gets, you know, better and better. Yeah. Yeah. You can't assume. Yeah. That is not a good, I've done that many times and that it never goes well. (laughs) (laughs) Make assumptions. (laughs) Like I grew up where my dad's from the Midwest and he's honest, like from like Quaker bloodline, my stepdad. So he's never told a lie. As a kid, I'm like, come on, daddy, just say, just say this. He goes, you know, not even a white lie. He goes, no, that's not the truth. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, come on, uh, whatever. It's for like school, you know, tell the teacher because I didn't do my homework. Like, you know, we had like a family something. He goes, nope, you didn't do your homework. We're going to, you know, can't do that. <laughs> great quality. So very honest. Yeah. My dad was very honest. So I grew up probably too honest too, where my sister always says I have diarrhea mouth. Like I don't have filters and I tell people way too much where they're like... <laughs> You know, I like that. That's probably why we hang out <laughs> because it makes you trust someone too. Like, I don't want someone, I don't want to be delusional. Like, tell me that. Well, yes. I value truth. Maybe so, not everyone does. Anyways, I forgot what it was. I forgot what I did. Maybe it was talking too fast and, you know, trying to. Oh, I think it was he was in the middle of something. I came up and I was like, hey, do you want to go to this tonight? Because something's. And he goes, I just feel like, you know, what do you, I feel like you're tricking me right now. You're trying to trick me. I was like, what? Why would I try to trick you? And later I discovered, oh, like growing up in his environment, people who, you know, in the streets, trying to like talk fast, trying to get you to kind of distract you, you know, because they're trying to divert your attention to do something. And I was like, oh, like that's a whole nother, you know, that whole street cred thing that I'm learning about. Like I didn't grow up like that. And that was foreign to, that was such a foreign concept. 
for me to grasp, you know, so now I, after learning that when, you know, I need to talk to him about a schedule or something, I'll like not talk so fast if I can remember because I talk fast mm-hmm. or I'll be like, Hey, when you have a moment later, can we talk about, you know, the schedule? Cause we needed, you know, something It's like, yeah. Whereas in the past, I wouldn't give him that time to shift his brain. He's in the middle of something else. And he feels like you're trying to trick me. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. this That's a great piece of advice because I made that mistake just like last week about the <laughs> interrupting someone while they work, which by the way, I should know because I hate when it's done to me. And I expected Pete to, I had exciting news, something I was excited about, but he's on his computer. I bust in. I don't even ask, is this a good time? It's good to ask, is this a good time? And then I'm excited. And then he he's just in the zone. So he couldn't be in the he couldn't match me in my state and I got really upset, which was so unfair. Yeah. And um and you talked to me about that. And yeah. it, it was just a reminder that it's um because I took it so personal yeah. in the in the that moment, but it's not. It, again, it was those stacked up emotions like you're never excited for me. Like it's happened before. Right. So I had, I actually started crying and it's such a little thing, sure. but I was just so upset, but it's, it had nothing to do with me. And I was, again, taking responsibility. Like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. Busting in when someone's working, ex- making it all about me, you know? I mean, you know, it makes sense, right? It, it makes sense why you felt the way you felt because you were excited and to someone not to reciprocate, that's legit too. And it's, feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just- I, Setting the environment up for both people to be successful. (laughs) Absolutely. Just seeing it also for what it is, right? Yeah. So you don't take it personal. And then um, taking that responsibility of like, oh, next time I can approach this better. Yes. Going back to the list and hard times. So throughout the hard times that we've had, you know, every time I went back to the list, I'm so grateful for, what was my Oh my God. The list. I'm like that bird. We're almost done. It's like the shiny light. This is what happens after 40. I, I at least for me, I ignore like, the shiny light. Focus. Oh my God. Why did I come into oh this room? Oh my God. So, you know, street cred, chivalry, you know, the masculine, the fighter. Cause I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. I'm a runner. I call it, I'm a flighter. <laughs> um, when it gets hard, I, I usually, my instinct is to ditch, you know, there's the grit in me that's like, all right, I'm gonna stick it out because I'm not gonna, you know, let anybody win over me. But during the hard times, I am so grateful that I knew what I needed because he is that fighter. I would have to admit, if it wasn't for him sometimes, I would probably have ditched and run when it got hard. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was one conversation he had where I was like, I'm throwing in the towels. Throwing the towels, you know, I'm too weak. I can't handle this shit. It's too hard. He said, even if we ended it, I won't ever stop fighting for you. I will always figure out a way to win you back. I'm not going to give up on you. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fine, I'll stay because I know I'll come back anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that fighter quality. Yes, I needed good. that. Yeah. And that's like that loyalty too. Mm-hmm. In the moment, you know, I am a, I'm a, I do what I mean. And he knows, he knows that I mean what I say and I will do what I say. So I'm really grateful that I knew what I needed and that list of loyalty, fighter, chivalry, I knew that's what I needed because I do, you know, I'm going to admit this out in public and I've never admitted this, not even to him, 
Um, and I hate the word need, you know, but he's someone that I need in my life in order to grow. I've always been a growth minded person. So I, you know, there's certain things I'm willing to sacrifice in order to have that growth. And he is everything that I need to grow. As same for him, right? I always say, you know, I'm his healer, but he's my teacher. You know, like I think I I operate in a space that has helped him to grow and, and heal and gave him the dialogue and the space to really, and, and you know, when I, the, another, this, I, I get sidetracked, but when people say, oh, a healed person, I don't believe in a healed person. I believe someone who is good at healing, you know, whether it's healing themselves or finding ways to heal through, because we're always going to have pain. We're always Absolutely. going to get hurt. Forever. Mm-hmm. But can, how, how well do you, can, are you able to heal through that and move on and get stronger? Yeah. He is really good at that, That's you know, good. Um, and, and he's quick at that. Good. Like once he, he lets gets things, it, he just gets go. it and he changed. Mm. And that was one thing. I remember a big fight we had, like, it was like a year into our dating and I had just gotten a new job and it was a stressful job. I took on a bigger role, you know, bigger paycheck. And I was, it was the first week and I didn't realize my boss is a little bipolar, not great at communication. And I was like, wow, this is like make it or break it. And I remember the first week we came home, uh, we met at um, a restaurant and I was like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm a little, and he started giving me advice right away. I was like, I really just need you to listen. I don't need advice. And he just like kept giving me advice. And then he's like, well, I don't think you could handle it then. I was thinking, we just got into this huge fight. And I remember like, I'm, that's it. I'm breaking up with him. That's it. It's over. And I like literally was like, fuck you. And I leave <laughs> the restaurant. And he like, you know, walking home to my apartment, he like finds another corner, cuts me off and, and puts his hands out. And this, these are these are signs to me that has shown me that he, this is how he's showing his love. Because he has told me when we first started dating, I don't chase women. I don't deal with drama. And I'm not a drama person. Like I, that I'm very clear on. I know that. But, you know, I do get emotional. And, you know, when you push me to my limit, I will burst. But um, for the most part, you know, I'm not like, I'm not, look, I don't want that, right? But it's so interesting that here he is with his arms out and saying, I'm like, I'm sorry, like, let's work this out. And I'm thinking, I don't think so. You're not a good listener. I can't be with someone who can't listen. He goes, I, he's like, well, I am listening. I was like, no, this is what it means to listen. We had like, we stayed up to like three in the morning. Me trying to explain to him what listening means. (laughs) But what I saw was he made the effort. And that's what I needed. I needed someone who was like willing to try, even if it's not perfect, right? And over time, he's gotten better. And still to this day, he's not the greatest, but he's gotten so much better. And you got to, you know, it's like you got to see that growth. And I've gotten a lot better with, you know, what he's helped me with, which is not being so fucking naive, you know, be a little smart on the street, you know? Because he always joked, like, I, I would be that person who'd walk into a stereo killer's house with, like, dripping chains of blood and be like, oh, do you need me to clean that for you? <laughs> so he's helping with that, you know, and just being smarter with people, you know, and that's helped me thrive in business. I still make mistakes, but um, 
he's really great with that. So that willingness, what you're saying, yes. that is to so look for that. That is and that quality. It's not the perfection. It's no. the willingness. Because if yes. you want to stay together long term yes. with someone, that willingness yes. and that desire yes. to want to grow yes. and change and be in it yes. is one of the most important. Yes. And, you know, it's so funny. That also makes me think about the growth part. So before him, I was in this relationship with this guy um, that I thought I was going to marry. We actually, the, this guy, me and him were probably more in sync emotionally. He was mm-hmm. way more expressive. Like, we would also stay up all night talking. And I remember there was a point in my life, and I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now, like, why I still wasn't fulfilled, to me at the time, like the perfect relationship. Like when we broke, when I broke up with him, like my mom and his mom were on the phone crying. And I think now that I think about it, it's because I felt I was helping him grow as a person, but I didn't feel like I, I was growing being with him. Mm. And I know like, you know, to this day, a while ago, he said, you know, you've changed my life. Like, and I, and I felt like I did. And even his mom was like, thanked me for changing the trajectory of where he went. But I think for me, for fulfillment, you have to grow. And pain is part of the growth. So I think early on I was accepting of not having all those butterflies for all of these calm, steady joy after the rain, after the storm. Yeah. So that was me being very aware of what I wanted. Yeah. To be long-term happy. Absolutely. And I think there is a big difference when it's long-term happiness versus a three-month fling in Italy. You know, it's different. But I do encourage that too. (laughs) No, those are fun as fuck, okay? Those are fun as fuck. But it's just different. You'll look for different qualities depending on what you're looking for. Yes. So this uh, conversation that we had is talking if you want long-term. Long-term. And someone to be with you through yes. the highs and the lows. And there will be lows. Lots yes. of them yes. <laughs> through life. Yes. It's a, you can't avoid it. If you want depth, there's going to be lows. And if you can and get really okay. good while you're dating at heartbreaks, yes, that is key. Yes. Like, let yourself get... I mean, it hurts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That but pain. let yourself. It, it cracks you yes. open. But learn from it, by the way. Don't just... Be heartbroken and then do the same fucking shit. Right. Learn from it. All right. What worked? What didn't work? Yes. What could I have done differently? Yes. What didn't work with this guy? Why or woman or, you know, whatever your preference is. Yeah. And it feels, because I've been there before, sometimes it feels hopeless. Like, are things ever going to change? They do change if you want them to. And if you put in the work. If you put in the work, because I did feel like that. Like, are things ever going to change? I'm crushed every single time I get dumped or something doesn't work out. And I had done enough work that one day my relationship didn't work out. Um, I got rejected. And then I sat on the bed. And, like, I I was disappointed, but I wasn't crushed. I was like, oh, my God. All this work has paid off. And I was so happy. I'm like, I've been waiting for this day for so long. And it's finally here. And I was so proud of myself, too. Like, I, I... I've been putting myself out there and I can, that's what you have to do too. You have to put yourself out there, yes. right? And that comes with it possibly comes with getting hurt. Projected yeah, too, right? Projection, yeah. But I was, yeah, it felt so good. And it can take years too. So remember to be gentle on yourself. Yes. You know what I all, used to always say, even back in like high school, I used to always say, you're lost. I make a good girlfriend. Or now as that was, you know, high school. In my adult stage, pre, you know, Tim, I used 
I just was very like matter of fact, like he's nothing wrong with him. It's nothing wrong with me. We're just not a match. We're not in the same energy wavelength, you know? And why would I want that? You know, even yeah. though it sucks, it's like, ugh, what do you mean? Like, I'm not pretty. <laughs> yeah. I used to think you know that. I, mean? I used like, to no. think that. And yeah. I had to really break down those stories yeah. of like, it's not personal. It's, it's not just personal. not a match. It doesn't mean anything yes. about you. It doesn't mean you're yeah. not pretty enough, not smart enough. And when you reject other people, be aware of that. Why you reject them too, right? Not reject. All right. Maybe reject. Or yeah, let's be real. Reject them because they're not for you. Think about it's that. Okay. Like it's not personal. It's nothing wrong with that person. It's just mm. not for me. Yeah. It's like he's taking way too many selfies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But thank you so much. You gave so many wisdom nuggets. Sure, a lot of women will appreciate that. If people would like to reach out to you or find you online, where can they do that? I'm mostly on Instagram at Twa Photography, T W A H Photography. I just created a new Instagram called Twa Lifestyle. I have not put anything on that yet, but I'm planning for that to be more of uh, curated, more hair down, more just every day, like things that I share in my stories that doesn't make my yes. professional business portfolio wall. I think I'm going to start putting that on the Twa lifestyle part and just kind of like you can get more insight into my everyday that's more permanent on a wall versus just in my stories. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Love you, friend. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.